Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins podcast with me, Casey. It is still Women in Horror Month, and as such, we're interviewing a bunch of great women in horror. And of course, this episode is still brought to you by MorbidlyBeautiful.com. They're still running their version of the Women in Horror Month celebration, so go on and check out what they have to offer. That's MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Today's interview is one of the more interesting people I've ever got to talk to. Her name is Kino McFarland, and she is a extreme performance artist, you could call it. She does everything from walking on glass to having darts thrown into her back. Yes, you heard me. But that's not all. It's just one of the hats she wears. She's also very involved in filmmaking and acting and everything to do with that side of the medium. So without further ado, this is Kino McFarland. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Alrighty, so I'm here with Kino McFarland, and she is a woman in horror who wears a lot of hats. And we're going to talk about a few of those hats <laughs> today. Um, yeah, so you are pretty much everything anybody could ever ask for in terms of a horror performance artist, correct? Yes, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, in as short a term as, as possible anyway. Um, so some of the stuff I've read about you on your website and what you told me through email is that you are a traveling escape artist. Yes. Do you want to elaborate a little bit just for people who may not understand exactly what that is and what that entails, especially um, in the horror realm? Well, I do all sorts of sideshow arts. I do, um, I do side, or bleh. Straight jacket escapes from chains okay. and like tw- 40 feet of chain wrapped around me and a straight jacket. And I jump and walk on broken glass. Okay. Um, I hammer nails into my nose. Oh, like up through the nostril sort of thing? Yes. It's called human blockhead. Okay. That sounds fun. <laughs> and I do human dart board. Okay. Is that where you're on? Is, um, yeah. darts. Hey, go ahead. Darts are thrown at me on my back. Oh. Um, they are fastened with hypodermic needles. Oh. <laughs> that, uh, that, <laughs> so, like, that, uh, the pit, <laughs> the pit scene from Saw 2 is nothing to you, then, where she falls into the thing of needles? Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's no big deal. So, I guess you don't have any phobias about going to the doctor when they're like, we need to take some blood work. Like, whatever, hit me with nine of them. Yeah, I actually <laughs> like getting shots and stuff. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I guess okay. I'm just really weird that way. <laughs> no, everybody's got their own thing. I mean, and you've just you've been <laughs> able to make a, a living out of it, right? So, hey, all the power to you on yeah. that one. <laughs> I also read that you, you've traveled with uh, different acts as well, like uh, the Insane Clown Posse. What was that yes. like? Because uh, I know, like, I've heard stories. I've never seen them in concert, but I've heard stories about how crazy and wild things get at their shows and wherever they're really at yeah um i was doing a glass walking mm. act and they were throwing stink bombs at me that was pretty interesting <laughs> stink bombs eh wow yeah all right fortunately 
fortunately, none of them broke okay. in my glass. So oh, everything, yeah. everything was fine. <laughs> so joke's on them. <laughs> so when you do things <laughs> like that, the, these kind of extreme acts, do you ever, have you ever been seriously injured or anything like that? Or is it always just you know exactly what's going to happen at every moment sort of thing? I've never been seriously injured, but I have messed up a few times. Like, a shard of glass has gone straight up into my feet. Ooh, that doesn't sound too pleasant. And I think there's still probably a piece in there, but I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's glass. It gets in there. It's never coming out. But, yeah, so what what got you interested in this? That's one of the most – that's the question that's on my mind, really the most, is whenever I see people who do these kind of death-defying acts, I wonder, what started that? I mean – yeah, I, I just, I have oh. no idea. Like, because I'm not that kind of person. Um, you know, like, I don't mind needles and stuff, but I really wouldn't want people throwing them at me. So when I see somebody who's completely opposite, I go, what, like, what happened? Like, why did that get, what triggered that into, you know, that sort of lifestyle? Um, well, when I was a kid, my cousin was really interested in being a magician. Mm-hmm. And I would always ask him to, like, put me in his little performance okay so uh, I would like ask him to do things and he would eventually he got really tired of it but I was it stuck (laughs) with me and like that whole like magic and all that stuff but I never really liked magic because I thought it was so fake right sideshow it's like real it's real everything is real Yeah. yeah and then um when I was in high school like I wanted to act and stuff, but I was never very good at it. (laughs) So then, like, when I was working at a Renaissance festival, I made friends with the sideshow that was there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is really cool. So then when Halloween, they asked me to join their troupe for the Halloween season, and that was just it. So now I've been doing it for 13 years. Okay. Did you have any training prior, or was it just like, I want to walk in glass? Let's YouTube a video or something. Or did you just have, like, an instinctual thing or somebody showed you or... Yeah. Um, my friend, he invited me over to his backyard and showed me all the stuff in like one afternoon. And oh. then it was just, just went on from there. <laughs> wow. Wow. Do you do any uh, like fire eating or sword swallowing or anything like that? Or is it? Uh... I do fire eat. Okay. But I do not do sword swallowing yet. Yet. So that's I'm on, working kind on of it. like the agenda. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a draw in any crowd. It's a good party trick too if you if you ever at somebody's yeah. house with a sword on the wall or something. Hey guys, look at this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that's really cool. But that's just like a part of who you are. You're also a writer and a director and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff to do with you know media in general. And I did watch your uh, short uh, film, The uh, Witch Hunt. Was that that's what it's called, right? Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm, I was really impressed that you shot it all on like a smartphone, essentially, and edited it on yeah. a smartphone, right? Uh, so what was the inspiration yeah. behind that? Was it a lot of planning, or was it just you with a couple of friends being like, hey, let's make a little movie one afternoon or something like that? I just wanted to do something. Yeah. And originally, like there was a contest for a smartphone film, and I was like, okay. Oh, so I wrote okay. it for that, but then I missed the deadline, so I was like, yeah, let's just shoot it anyway. Why not? And yeah. I just wanted to feature my friend's special effects makeup, so. Yes, I did, did notice that. that. I was, that was, uh, it was good. I, I, I was trying to think of a better adjective than good, but it was, <laughs> it was, I was like, oh, hey, I didn't expect that to, to come out there. Um, but yeah, the, it, like, there's a lot that can go into a film, and the fact that you did it with 
I don't want to say bare bones, but it kind of is with, you know, just using a phone and it comes yeah. out that good, right? Uh, there's a lot of filmmakers who would be jealous of that sort of uh, ingenuity, I guess you could call it. <laughs> Thank <And> you. It's, <laughs> it, was, it was really well done. And, and so you wrote the whole script. How long was that process? And was this I- an idea that you've always wanted to do, like that specific witch hunt? Or was it more of just a, you know, like, yeah, this, this could be good. I have a friend who has some good special effects and this would work well sort of thing. Um, it was kind of just like, what I usually do when I do micro shorts like that mm-hmm. is I just get like the idea to want to make something like mm-hmm. I just want to put something out there. Right. And so I just write something quickly and I go over it maybe one or two times and mm-hmm. then I just find people who are interested. Usually I get, I write for who is interested. Yes. And yes. what I have available to me mm-hmm. instead of like trying to get all this stuff because that way it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot easier too. I'm, I'm the same <laughs> yes. way. Whenever I'm like, I want to do a film or something, I'm like, who can I put in this and then write for that? Yeah. Because then you got to go through like a casting and you got to work with people you're not comfortable with perhaps. And it's just a very, it can be an awkward scenario. I, yeah. I, I kind of attribute that to like the Kevin Smith realm of filmmaking. <laughs> like his first five films are just him and his friends goofing off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it's really fun to do things like that. Uh, and you mentioned that you're, you wrote the script and you also have, a a, a short story on your website as well. Um, the, uh, the yes. broken one is called, correct? I'm very yes. terrible with names. So <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember. You're doing very well so okay. far. <laughs> Excellent. So I did an interview the other day. I'm like, so this is what it was called. They're like, no, I'm like, damn, <laughs> I can't remember anything. Um, short term memory. I don't know. Maybe I hit my head one too many times. But uh, yeah, and that was that was really a deep and powerful piece. It seemed very personal. Was it based on anything real? Yes. Was it? Yeah, was a like a true um, story. A little or bit here and there. Here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote it for my master's degree last year. Okay. Um, but it was just something to put on my website for the for the class. Mm-hmm. And but I wrote like I write a lot of stuff about psychological stuff, right? Like mental illness mm-hmm. and like how how people are like determined mentally ill but it could just be our society putting pressure on that person to be a certain way that they're that they're just not naturally right yeah i I completely understand that and it's you know just because you're different doesn't mean you're mentally ill per se or anything along those lines um so a master's degree what do you have a master's in creative writing for entertainment oh Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that goes pretty well with uh, your your career choices and your, you know, um, yeah. So, Women in Horror Month is you know this month long celebration of women in horror. It's kind of in the name, and I just want to know what that means to you as somebody who's kind of on the uh, I don't want to say outskirts, but not necessarily the mainstream of horror. So, it's for exposure purposes and getting yourself out there. What is a month like this dedicated to people specifically like you? What does it mean to you? Hmm. Well, I know like horror is generally a pretty much a boys club kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's what everyone says. Like, Mm -hmm. although like I know a lot of women and female identifying people in the horror genre now. And part of that is because of women in horror month. And I'm like finding all these other people that I wouldn't have otherwise found and like just getting more inspiration from those people like Gigi Saul Guerrero like I didn't really know about her until like 
several years ago and then all of a sudden like she's blowing up now and i'm like wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's 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 fair and that's what these months or these celebrations i should say are are about right getting people out there and you get to discover new talent and people you may not have ever heard of without this kind of exposure um and you mentioned that it's kind of horror is kind of like a, a boys club sort of thing and you could say that about the whole uh, media empire yeah, as a whole, right? Say it's, that it's, about, it, yeah, all it, of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a trickle down effect. Um, yeah. And I've I've spoken to a few people for for this uh, this series I'm doing here, and a lot of them, as much as they do say that yes, it is very much a boys' club, and pretty much everybody has said that, they also do attribute it to a lot of feminism. There's a lot of feminism yes. in horror as well. Uh, yes. So is that something you see? Is that something you experience on a daily basis? Doing what you do. Um, yeah, like, I know, like, um, in general, like, when you think of women in horror, you usually think of the people on screen, Mm -hmm. which is, like, also something I originally wanted to do, is, like, be on screen, be the scream queen, Mm -hmm. and, like, the stories, they do usually have, like, a feminist bent, because the woman, like, overcomes all of the obstacles and wins, basically. Yeah. The final girl trope. But, right. But, like, also, like, behind the scenes and stuff, like, there aren't, there haven't really been a whole lot of women. But now it's, like, there's, like, an empowerment thing going on mm-hmm. where people are, like, su- are more supportive of each other, like, trying to build each other up and trying to build everyone else's careers. Like, it's kind of interesting seeing how it's developing right now, actually. Yeah. It, it's true, and um, you see a lot more of women behind the camera now, uh, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, like the the Soska sisters with, uh, I think they did Ginger Snaps, and uh, they'd released one recently, I think it was called Rabid, that got a lot of flack, I think, on they Twitter. They did do Rabid, but they did not do Ginger Snaps. They didn't do Ginger Snaps? <laughs> who did Ginger Snaps? No. No? Oh, I can't remember who did, but they, they had <laughs> um, the actress from Ginger Snaps in American Mary. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting my my stuff all confused now. That's uh, for it's the okay. longest time I thought it was. Uh, no, that's 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 why we do these things so you can correct me. And, and, and believe me, I get corrected a lot on stuff. So <laughs> it's, um, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and and going back even to like you could say the start of the the slasher genre with uh, Halloween and Deborah Hill was pretty much yeah. one of the big creative minds behind that. Uh, her and John Carpenter, fifty-fifty, if not more. Deborah Hill, uh, with I think she did a lot of the location scouting and the the writing and the the props and all that sort of fun stuff. So you know it, it does date back, but again, when people say hear Halloween, they think John Carpenter. They don't think necessarily Deborah Hill, which is a shame. And right, but things like yeah. you said are changing, and uh, this whole month is you know about getting people like that. If if this was around in the seventies, who knows? what might have happened to her in her career and her notoriety, I guess. Um, yeah, it's very strange. It is. But times change, and usually for the better. So yes. here's hoping that that Hopefully. continues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you also have a, a couple of other uh, works in the work. That didn't sound right. but um, <laughs> So uh, tell me about King of Ghouls, this screenplay you have in the works. Oh, yes. King of Ghouls. Um, 
King of Ghouls is based on my ancestor, who is a notorious body snatcher in Ohio. Mm-hmm. His name is William Cunningham. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And there are so many weird stories about him, like um, propping up bodies in his carriage, saying that they're just passed out drunk and stuff, so he could get up, get them to the medical school and stuff. Right. And he got revenge on medical students and all kinds of things. And that's what my story is about: is about the body snatcher um, getting revenge on medical students. Okay. Okay. So is this going to be more of a, a feature length, or is it, or is it going to be a, another micro short or a regular short, whatever a regular short might happen to be? Um, <laughs> As, yeah. As of right now, it's a probably about a five to ten minute short. Okay. But I might expand it a little bit. I am updating it to be um, more futuristic and post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. than being from the 1800s like I had originally written it. Right. Right. How how would you mostly so I can feature more women in it as well? Uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, in a, like what you've sent me is a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk sort of idea. Uh, how would you yes. achieve that? Do you have a, a kind of a set in mind or a location? Because I'm always curious about especially independent filmmakers and and I've had this issue too is like finding a good location to shoot something that is within you know, a certain proximity of you or budget or whatever limitations you have. So what's your process for something like that? Especially since it has like a a, a set design. um, It seems like it has like a very specific, you know, idea that you want to follow. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few abandoned places in Washington that I'm kind of hoping to scout out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like there's like a ghost town somewhere and um, there's abandoned hospitals and stuff. So I'm hoping to wiggle my way into those areas. <laughs> <laughs> wiggle your way in, eh? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Whether that's legal or, or illegal, <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We'll save for the, in case anybody hears it, we're going to go the legal route. All the permits are going to get done and... You know, everybody's going to be up to date. do everything legally. Exactly. Always. You have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, yes. nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> no, but that, that is that is really cool. Um, and the fact that you have, you know, a, a relation to this notorious body snatcher. When did you figure that out or when did you find out about that uh, I found connection? that out last year sometime. Oh, yeah. My mom is really into um, genealogy and she's just like, working on the on this like project with her cousins and stuff and mm-hmm. I'm like okay and she just tells me stories randomly <laughs> and usually it's like she's like watering everything down and making it really nice and fluffy and like oh this person did this and I was like oh that's kind of boring right. but then she like randomly mentioned mentioned this guy and I'm like what? wait a sec <laughs> really why are you even telling me this like I'm surprised you're actually telling right, me right, this right. like <laughs> so I'm like hmm so I did my own research further and I was like wow that's really interesting yeah, there you go that's uh, that's something I, mean, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I know anybody who's related to anybody that notorious in any shape or form so that's that's pretty cool I yeah I think say. it's cool yeah <laughs> I think my mom kind of hates it but you know <laughs> uh, so what is your I mean since you know you kind of brought up uh, your mom in this she seems a little bit opposite of you and your lifestyle and your 
uh, way of life, I guess. What does she think of your <laughs> escapism and your kind of extreme uh, stunts? Well, we'll just say um, <laughs> I've been doing Sideshow for 13 years, and mm-hmm. she came to the first show that she's ever been to two years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she'll probably no, never go back, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I is... don't know. Actually, I think she. I think she really enjoyed it, but I wasn't oh, yeah. doing any of the really dangerous stuff in that oh, show. Okay. So. okay. Who knows? <laughs> I know she she gets like really squeamish about stuff. So. Right. Right. I mean, especially since you know you're her daughter, and <laughs> yeah. I don't think any parent really wants to see their kid gets hurt, even if it's you know an act, so to speak. Yeah. There's always that yeah. fear, you know, whether it's a parent watching their kid play sports, or you know, there's always the yeah. thing of injuries or something. So, and you're willingly putting yourself in harm's way so yeah i I can see a little bit of a a hesitation on mom's side there but at the same time if you're doing what you love (laughs) and it seems like she's supportive so it's always that usually usually she tries she tries that's all you can ask that's all you can ask yeah i think she just has her her own way of doing things yeah yeah (laughs) that's fair Uh, what what is your favorite uh, act to perform I love the street jacket. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just my absolute favorite. Yeah. Is it, um, I don't suppose you're willing to reveal any trade secrets. So I've always wondered how people get out of those things, especially with the um, chains. <laughs> you absolutely do yeah, not have I to. Don't have, <laughs> I don't have any trade secrets. I just kind of do it. Just kind of do it? Just kind of <laughs> wiggle your way out? I just wiggle my way out. Like I wiggle my way into abandoned Abandoned places. buildings, right? Yeah. So is yeah. it is it true that uh, just opposite <laughs> just yeah, wiggle in wiggle out whatever <laughs> uh, is it true though that and I've heard this like secondhand secondhand on like a cheap PBS documentary do you have to dislocate your shoulders to get out of a straitjacket <laughs> I know I think some people have but I do not you do not oh, okay okay because that would seem... no but I think I I might have injured my shoulder that usually that I usually pull out first mm. so I'm like. It's kind of stiff right now, and I'm like, huh, that's new. (laughs) Some stretches should work, you know, just give it a a shoulder roll and you'll be good to go. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, the, the, the sort of acts you do and, and the fact that you get to travel around, have you gone all over the country? Do you stay relatively local? What's your kind of MO on that? I've been all over the country in the United States. I haven't been out of the country performing. Okay. But is there a reason for that, or is it just no opportunity to, or? I haven't been asked. You haven't been asked? That's yeah. the only reason, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I I, could probably be more proactive about it, but I just haven't. Right. Because I've got so much other stuff going on at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so I, like, I was hmm. going to say, like, you're probably kept pretty busy, and uh, even probably just, like, the West Coast down there, because you're, cause you're yeah. on the West Coast, right, in Washington? Yeah. So, I mean, all the way down, like, Oregon, California, and all that, you probably have no shortage of of acts you could do and travel to if you really were were hurting for something to do. Yeah. Uh, I actually, um, I started on the East Coast. Oh, did you? Yeah. And then I ended up, and I actually, I do less now than I did when I was on the East Coast. Hmm. Because the West Coast has a lot of performers. Oh, yes. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, where where on the East yeah. Coast were you doing it? Was it New York or 
I've been to Coney Island. I've okay. been oh, yeah, in Ohio. Um, right. I went. I did a full-on tour with the Carnival Circuit in the South. Okay. So like through Louisiana and Texas and Arkansas. Um, yeah. I've been all over, <laughs> but I'm originally from Ohio. So. Oh, okay. Okay. It, it was there. A, do you have any shows that particularly stand out? Like if you had to, if somebody asked you one day, you know what was your greatest moment uh performing where and what was it hmm greatest <clears throat> moment yeah maybe it was like the first time you did something or you did something you couldn't you didn't think you were going to be able to do but you pulled it off anyway or something that just got like the crowd the most riled up or anything that kind of just springs there, to mind well i use audience participation to put me in my street jacket okay and this can be hit or miss <laughs> Fair enough. Like they can either they can either do it very well or too well oh, or really bad. Right. So like, there's been a couple times where I thought I was stuck, Ooh. and it's like I don't know how I'm gonna get out. Or like, <laughs> since I have I have a giant mohawk, so the chains get stuck on my hair, <sighs> and sometimes I'm like, I don't think I can get this off because like sometimes the chains are not too tight around my neck that I would choke, but they're mm-hmm. like tight enough that. They're just not going to fall over my head. Right. So, like, I have to figure out how to move my body so the chains will fall off in a different way. Right. So one time I did, like, a bridge pose from yoga mm-hmm. to get the chains off over my head. <laughs> in a straight jacket. And I thought that was really fun. Yes, and I've never been able to duplicate it ever yeah, since. That, that seems like it was once. almost like a moment of survival sort of thing. Uh-oh. My body's yeah. got to do something. I've got to lift a, a car off a baby sort of moment. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever not gotten out of it in a show? Yes. Yeah. Um, but that was only because I was overheated, not because I was actually oh, stuck. Cause yeah, I was, sense. I was actually at the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> like the Fellowship and of the it Ring. It was like, it was, it was like. It was really intense because you have all these jugglers in the cl- in the crowd, and they're like, mm-hmm. "You suck, you suck," because you're like, "I'm like passing out in my straight jacket because it's right. 110 degrees or something like that." Yeah, and then you're in a straight jacket, which yeah, and can't it's, be... it's all canvas. Yeah, yeah. And there's chains, and yeah. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like struggling there, and I'm like, um, I don't think I can do this. So like, I had partners with me at the time, and they're like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> Definitely not okay. Nope. Thud. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they got me out, and they put me, like, on this truck on the side of the the stage. And this was, like, after Gwar had been on, so, like, stuff was, like, everywhere. Right. And so, like, and the crowd's like, you suck, you suck. And I'm like, um, okay, whatever. Yeah. I can't, I can't deal with you right now. That's cool. But then they, they noticed that I was, like, actually, like, having an issue. And then mm. that was when... My um my love for the Juggalo began. And I was like, oh, they're actually really nice <laughs> people because really nice. yeah. they like started they started like being very empathetic towards me. And someone even tried to give me like their Harley Quinn doll, and I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing about the horror community in general, be it, it subgenres like Juggalos or whatever uh, other yeah things. They're very nice people in in as a whole. They the are community nice is very supportive, and uh, as you mentioned. Uh, before that you know everybody is kind of you know on your side even when things go wrong if they realize oh shit something bad happened let's be nice now right it, it's 
It's just part of yeah. the, the... They're just having fun. Exactly. And they probably didn't actually mean when they're like, you say it was just like a show for them to put on for no. you sort of thing. Yeah, they thought it was all part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you're struggling, <laughs> you're struggling. It's just a different kind of subculture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know like their cultural norms and that's just one of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How long does it usually take you to get out of a straight jacket with chains? On average. Uh, it depends. I can be really, really fast, and I can also be very, very slow. Depends on how much time I need to milk in the show. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you get, get their money. You get somebody who does a really crappy job, and you're like, well, this is going to take five seconds. They're going to be angry. Yeah. Let's put a show on. You start doing yeah. backflips and headstands yep. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I just roll around on the floor. Like, oh, I did a show like recently last year. Like Somebody spilled... Um, some kind of beverage all over the floor. And like I had gone off the stage, went down the stairs in my street jacket and then rolled in the drink. <laughs> Hopefully it was a drink and not something else. I don't care. I'm yeah, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> it's been like a year, so nothing yeah. happened. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't think about it now. Yeah. What could have been. No, <laughs> that's... Uh, how long do your shows? I, I try not to think hard about these things. <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, the moment you start thinking, huh, there's hypodermic needles going into my back at, you know, like, however fast somebody's throwing them. The more you think about that, the, the worse yeah. it probably would get. You, you get inside your own head sort of thing. <laughs> I can see that being a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's best just, like, block it out. This is happening. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah. Oh, that one hit the spine. That's, huh, my left arm's tingling now. But <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I assume most of it is, is really well prepped, and you you have a an understanding especially with like the the dart board thing that you're telling me about uh you kind of know where it's all gonna go or is it gonna be a surprise for you even um sometimes it's a surprise the last couple times i've done it i've had targets like i used to do it with a balloon but now i just write things (laughs) for people to target on my on my back within sharpie Mm -hmm. and i like that way better because the whole balloon thing just feels weird from me personally like it's fine when other people do it but like for me i'm just like this does not feel like me right right so would they just like write anything on their back like the name of a person they hate or something and try to hit it or (laughs) that's something i should do in the future (laughs) but no like um for new year's i did like a little chaos magic kind of thing where it's like i predicted the future of the audience with things on my back so they got explosive diarrhea um (laughs) poverty but then they came out of poverty and got some wealth because the person throwing the darts decided to just stab me with it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's it, it, whatever, like I said, whatever people are into, you're allowed to be into whatever you want. And if, if that's your thing, then go for it. I mean, I, as much as I love horror and horror movies and stuff, the second something like that happened to the person, I'm probably the first to be like, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you do you. I'm going to go have a beer. I'll see you later. Um, no, that's, but it, it's, that's the great thing about horror is that you see a lot of different people from different walks of life, from casual fans who just like, you know, the theatrical releases to the really, you know, underground stuff to the more extreme or the body horror or even the the stunt acting like you do or the not not acting per se but the the work that you do <laughs> right um yeah because I, I can't imagine much of it is acting it's a lot it's very real so uh which is even more impressive 
in my mind. And <laughs> like I honestly I I would love to see a show of yours. I don't know how long I'd sit and last, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it'd be really cool to see, uh, nonetheless. Um yeah. especially if you don't think about it, it's gotta go be like, yeah, it's, it's just happening. It's not that bad. <laughs> just going on. Um so do you have any future shows coming up? Uh or like in the near future, I should say? Not in the near future. My season usually picks up in about spring and summer. Okay. And then Halloween season is my busy season. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. What uh, What are the crowds usually? Like, do you get a, a huge assortment, of, a range of people from like like business executives down to, you know, like jugglos or something like that? Is there a huge like ladder spectrum that you get or is it generally the same sort of crowd that uh, you, you get for your shows? Or um, that book honestly... You? The people that book me, it's usually, right now, it's a lot of variety shows. So I get, like, the people I've been working with mostly are, are burlesque performers. So mm-hmm. the people who come to those shows, and it's, like, little tiny bars, like dive bars and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's, like, I don't even know, like, if there's, like, really a type in that crowd. <laughs> right, just, it like, could people, be anybody. Just people out to have a good time. Right. But I have performed for, like... Um, thousands of juggalos versus like families in the carnival oh, um, fair enough yeah and really anything in between yeah do you tailor your shows for the audience so if you're at like a family carnival are you gonna do the same thing you're gonna do in front of the crowd of juggalos or do you tailor it no bit differently i definitely tailor it like okay. if it's gonna be a family show kind of thing i don't make sexual jokes right but i don't really like to make sexualized jokes anyway because that's just not who i am right but like i i tone things down a little bit for kids of course yeah for sure yeah yeah a little more a little more fire eating a little less needles in the back sort of thing yeah yeah (laughs) fair enough definitely or like I make make sure my my warning that I'm going to jump on glass like do not try this at home. Is yeah, clear. yeah, you got to make those disclaimers. <laughs> Have a little song or something yeah. about it. Like, don't do this yeah. at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, is there anything else you want to share with us? Any other upcoming projects? Any uh, work you you want to share with whoever might be listening today? Hmm. I actually do not have anything coming out very very soon okay but within i want to say the next couple of months maybe i should have another micro short out on my uh-huh. Kino youtube channel okay and it's something that should be re- relevant for people to share for like okay. birthdays and stuff so hmm. <laughs> interesting interesting <laughs> yeah yes it should also go up on facebook if they allow it i'm if not entirely sure right now well, you put yes. it up if they take it down they take it down that's and then nidokino.com is going to have um, some new content system that you can subscribe for if you wish. Okay. Is that future. a secret or? I don't know how far. Uh, it's it's still in the process. Okay. So you don't want so to share So it's not really detail. a secret. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair so enough. I'm, I'm still working out the very minute uh, logistics and everything. Right. So. Right. Yeah. You but want that to is it. something. And then. People can become involved if they want as well. Oh. Just find me. Interesting. I like I like to take on people to help out with things. Right. Is <laughs> any specific sort of things, or is it just like in general for your shows and your performances? I really like to help people who want to learn. 
Okay, so maybe like some classes. So like, if or... there's someone out there who wants to do um, horror filmmaking or anything, like mm-hmm. hit me up and I will show you the ropes. Right, and uh, you do have a master's in uh, creative writing for entertainment, right? So, I yes. mean, you know what you're talking about. So that's always a plus. <laughs> you're not just some random person being like, hey, I know how to write stuff. Yeah. Come pay me $100 I, an hour. I'm I'm somewhat legit. <laughs> somewhat legit. <laughs> I like that. You should use that. I'm somewhat legit. <laughs> Kino McFarland. Somewhat legit. Line. Yeah. <laughs> Put on a t-shirt. <laughs> President 2020. Yeah. You probably can't do worse. <laughs> so. <No. laughs> awesome. Uh, any other websites, social medias that you want to share? Um, follow me as Sinistress on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I do want to thank you for coming out and sitting down with me and chatting about you and your, your career and all the unique stuff that you do because I don't think I'm <laughs> talking to anybody else who has as much experience in the realm of, uh, I guess, escapism and uh, sideshowiness, whatever you want to call that. Um, <laughs> sideshowiness. Side, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, I liked it. Uh, good. <laughs> another slogan for you. You can have that one too. Somewhat legit and shy, side showiness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. Again, thank you for chatting with me. And uh, yeah. that was great. Thank you. You're welcome. My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social media, on Twitter, at... Horror Shots Prod, as in production, on Facebook at Horror Shots, Instagram at Horror Shots Photography, and if you do want to support the podcast monetarily, you can absolutely do that as well by hitting up my Patreon at patreon.com slash horror shots. Lastly, if you want to show your pride for the show, you can do that as well. I do have a Redbubble store where you can get the Ominous Origins logo. You can also get the Horror Shots logo, as well as some original work that I've done in the past. And that link will be in the description as well. Thank you once again. Until next time.